thank you. Of all the things that are going on all around me in my life, I have not yet caught up with technology. <laughs> it runs faster than me. Good morning. Good morning. So in the morning, while it was still dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place. And there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, when they found him, they said to him, everyone is searching for you. He answered, let us go on to the neighboring towns so that I may proclaim the message there also. For that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. So I'm going to spend a few minutes with you talking about the words or phrases that struck me in our gospel lesson this morning. First is the phrase, deserted place. Second is the word, prayed. And the phrase, proclaiming the gospel and casting out demons. In today's language, we could say Jesus made his solemn requests for help to God and gave his thanks that all that God was doing for him. And he did this in a quiet, secluded place away from all distractions. Jesus went where he could be alone with God to have his private conversations. Now his prayer could have been one of, of many different types. It could have been a prayer of faith. It could have been a prayer of consecration. A prayer of commitment a prayer of worship or an intercessory prayer. I choose to believe it was a direct request to God for God to be with him as he went forward to proclaim the message and cast out the demons, to do the work that God had given him to do. But what is this proclamation of the message that Jesus is talking about? It would be easy to say that the proclamation of the message are the words of Jesus Christ as found in the four Gospels. But let's try to interpret in a few sentences what that proclamation might mean in our world today and in today's language. I think we can start with the premise that God's desire is for us to live a bountiful and fruitful life. God does not want us to suffer. I know this because God has provided for each of us all that is necessary to live 
in God's creation. I believe it is our Creator's will that all of us live in a community as a free and sovereign people. A people who are free to maintain their own cultural diversity while honoring all that will keep the world a strong and safe place and keep the human family vital and active and creative. And when we think of God's family, we have to include everyone. If you think someone may not be a part of God's family, I ask you this morning to please reorientate your thinking. I believe Christ is calling us to seek and find that great spiritual presence that is alive in each of us. He is calling us to bring forth the knowledge that has been given to each of us as we are all a part of God's great creation and we are all called to be in relationship with one another. And it is in this relationship with God and each other that we have our unity, our cooperation, and the wisdom that will bring a greater strength to everyone. As Christ proclaimed the message, we too are here to proclaim the message. And in doing so, we are truly moving forward and bringing God's kingdom right here, today, right now. Finally, and I had to explain at 8 o'clock, I don't mean finally this is the end of my sermon. <laughs> I mean finally I have a thought in this part of my sermon. So finally, in addition to proclaiming the message of God, Christ also was moving to cast out demons. You see, in the days that Jesus walked the earth, a demon was considered otherworldly. Medicine and science had not advanced and things like an epileptic seizure or a high fever that left one talking incoherently might be interpreted as an evil spirit or a demon commonly known to, known to us today as the devil. The demon was seen as something supernatural or harmful spiritual entity but thanks be to God he has given us the science and medical advances to better understand these physical ailments so we are better to prepare to know the difference between an actual physical illness and the real demons that affect our lives See, one of the greatest privileges that God has entrusted to us is that we have been chosen to carry on the work that Jesus came to earth to accomplish. Just before he ascended, he told his disciples, you shall be my witnesses. 
are here today as Christians because someone in that chain, from Christ to the disciples to the next to the next, someone in that chain, from Jesus Christ to today, was faithful to tell all of us the story of the saving grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that saving grace is so vital for us, all of us today. Because all of humanity right now is facing manifold, grave, and in many situations, catastrophic sets of challenges. I want you to just think for a minute about the challenging situations you have read about or heard about or maybe personally experienced over the course of just the past few weeks or months. They can feel overwhelming. We've had devastating fires, floods, hurricanes, Drugs running rapid. Right here in St. Louis, gentlemen, we have homeless in our street, dying in porta potties. These are our people, ladies and gentlemen. We have people being separated, long term separations from their friends and from their families and their loved ones. And clearly there are too, too many issues and challenges to try to encapsulate in a brief talk with you here this morning. But they are manifold, many times beyond our immediate capacity. Unfortunately, some of these challenges we have brought on ourselves. Because we, like other races of people in history, refuse to follow the three steps that Jesus gave us in scripture this morning. Pray. Proclaim the message. Rebuke the devil. Now I know it's easy for me to stand here and say these things. much easier than it is for you or me to put into acts of continuous practice. Because you know there are times in our lives when life is just plain hard. And we grapple with, what do I do next? We wonder, where is this going? When will it end? In all of our lives, things happen that we would rather not have happen to us. In those times, it may seem there is only darkness. And though we search for Jesus, he seems nowhere to be found. We feel that we may have been forsaken. We feel alone and lost. Even though there are multiple resources available to us, we feel by ourselves. It is at these times that we are called to get up and go to that desert place 
that place of quiet and calm and solitude and call for Jesus in prayer. Call for Jesus in prayer for it is in these times that the Gospels of Jesus can become more clear to us. Call for Jesus in prayer because when you call for Jesus, you're pushing out the demons, the devils in our life. Call for Jesus in prayer because we are feeling and sensing that we are at the end of our rope. Call for Jesus in prayer because in calling for him, be assured he is hearing your petition. When we pray, if we really concentrate on having a relationship with Jesus, there is no room for anything else other than that relationship with our Savior. When you find yourself in, the, in that empty, desolated, deserted place in your life, this is the starting point to receive the message of good news that was given to us by Jesus Christ. You see, we are not alone. We always have the opportunity to go to Christ in prayer. And when we do that, God will share our burden. God will lighten our load. Let me leave you with a brief story this morning, and I am coming to an end. <coughs> Dwight Moody was a great American evangelist of the 19th century. He was once criticized by a lady for his methods of evangelism. As he called people to respond to the gospel of Christ, Moody replied to her criticism, I agree with you, madam. I don't like the way that I do it either. But tell me, how do you do it? The woman replied, I don't do it. Moody responded, then I like my way better of doing it than your way of not doing it. Holy Communion, just do it. Go to your deserted place. Pray. Proclaim the message. Receive Jesus Christ. Amen.